Colossians 3 is one of my favorite passages of Scripture that we looked at last night and established her with a great hungry group of women that are just desiring to know Christ in them more and more. Colossians 3 starts out with setting our hearts on things above. And it's powerful. The definition of that is literally to seek in order to find out by thinking, meditating, expecting to find. And one of the things that the Lord really revealed to me a few years ago about that passage that I shared was the difference between seeking and searching. In the scripture, in the Old Testament, Jesus, or the Lord rather, says, if you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. But there's a difference between seeking and searching. Searching denotes a very aimless, unspecific quest with a maybe or a maybe not in actually finding what they're searching for. Seeking is a specific, on-track, one course, expecting to find exactly what you're seeking after. And that's what the Lord says when he starts out through Paul in this first verse of Colossians 3 is set your mind, set your heart, seek so much with your heart, things that are above, that nothing down below can get you off track. I loved that word picture. Corey Ten Boom incredible hero, wrote the book The Hiding Place, which was very fitting for Colossians 3 as we get into our life being hidden in Christ. And she quoted this. She said, look around and be distressed. Look inside and be depressed. But look at Jesus and be at rest. Setting our hearts, being intent on looking to Jesus, very similar to Hebrews 12. And I think the author of Hebrews was Paul because he too there says to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It's the exact same call here to the Colossians is to set your heart on things above. And then he says it again in verse 2, set your mind on things above. So what is above? What is it that we can set and seek so hard after uh, that we could find it? In fact, that word seek is the exact same one used in Matthew 6, to seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. So what is above? What is in the kingdom that we are to seek? Christ's character, the fruit of his spirit, his history, the way that he has worked with his people throughout generations upon generations. Deuteronomy says that he is faithful to the thousandth generation, and we are nowhere close to a thousand generations. So his faithfulness will continue on and on and on. It's just his character. To set our minds and our hearts on his promises, past and present faithfulness, his word never returns void without accomplishing what it was sent out to do. We can set our mind and our heart on that with hope and expectancy. And then his return. He promised that he would go away and prepare a place for us and come back and rapture us unto him. And what an encouraging thought that is sometimes when the below, when the earth down here can weigh us down so effortlessly. We can lift our eyes, fix them on Jesus, set our hearts and set our minds being intent on the fact that this is not our home that Jesus Christ is real, and that our home is being prepared. And we can live down here as a citizen of up there. 
So what's below then that steals our thoughts and our focus? Um, Paul gives a list of some of those things in verse 5. He talks about greed and impurity and immorality and all of these things really amounting to idolatry. Anything that takes our eyes off of Christ, off of the above, is idolatry. Any other God, small g, secondary to the first g, is, is insufficient. And it brings our focus and our eyesight on much more of a horizontal level than a vertical one. It was a really neat discussion last night in our establisher group when all of a sudden we all kind of realized that the evidence of our hearts and our minds not set on things above as a woman is one word. It's comparison. As soon as we are buying into comparison around everybody else, a comparison of our ministries, comparison of our images, of their life, of what they have and what we have, what God has done for them and what He hasn't done for us, that is an automatic indicator that our heart and our mind is not set above, but it's set below. And the enemy's one desire is to get us from above to below in an instant. It just takes a second to take us from living in the heavenlies in our mind to being distracted and pulled aside to things below. I, I fly on planes so often, all my friends know that. It's, it's my sanctuary in the sky. And I was flying on a plane back from Los Angeles, studying Colossians 3, preparing. And it was a beautiful word picture because out of the view of the window, everything on earth is so small, so insignificant from the vantage point of an airplane, from being so high in the sky in relation to the largeness, the vastness of the, of the sky, of the earth, the brightness of the sun, everything on earth that once seemed to be so important and so big is minuscule. And the Lord whispered in my heart, Sarah, live with your heart and your mind set intent on things above with this vantage point. Look down on your circumstances. Look down on the earth. Don't look up necessarily from it, but live in the place of an above mentality, so to speak, and look down on everything beneath you. What a word picture it was. Uh, the best way to live in the world is to live above the world. This man named Oatman, he quoted, I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day, still praying as I'm onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Next time we meet and establish her, we're going to look at the second part of Colossians 3, where we get into our life being hidden in Christ and what that means, as well as Christ as our life, putting to death the things that are anti-Christ and living in and out of His power and what it all looks like to be in that image and then letting the peace of Christ and the Word of Christ dwell richly in us. So stay tuned for the second part of Colossians 3, part 2.